Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this next interview. I got to interview Keisha. I had so much fun chatting with her. She has great energy about her. And we talk about how she started her podcast, the Empower Her podcast. It's got over a million downloads on it. Ask her her tips for growing a podcast. We talk about her engagement, how she met her fiance, and how she manages her energy. So I hope you guys enjoy listening. Thank you so much, Keisha, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and hearing more about your story. Tell me about you and what your journeys look like so far. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And let's see, I'll give you a little bit of an overview and then we can dive in whichever way you want to go. Um, But essentially, I grew up in the greater Seattle area and a lot of women listening to this might connect with the concept of... I kind of did what I thought I was supposed to do since we're often a reflection of our peer group's expectations of us, right? So I went to college and I got the job and I started working my way up the corporate ladder and um, I had a lot of career trajectory. I had a lot of like just excitement towards my career, but I still had this like gut feeling that I wanted to do something else. And I've always been interested in the entrepreneurial space, but I didn't know like what I wanted to do. And, um, so I ended up becoming a project manager at an IT company in Seattle. And I worked with a team that was partially in Beijing and Chengdu, China, while I was living in Seattle. So because of that, the time difference, because of the fact that I was in a role that was a little bit above what I knew how to do, like it was definitely challenging. I was working with men that were predominantly like 20 years older than me. Um, and I just felt like I needed to like earn my spot there. So I worked a ton and, um, because I worked a ton, my health and fitness goals got put on the back burner, which is what sparked me to reach out to a random stranger that I met on Instagram to join an accountability group for women doing at home fitness programs. So I did the program P90X in my garage I ended up falling in love with what she was doing, which was like helping support women in online groups to go through these fitness programs and decided I would do the same thing as a fun side hobby. Because again, I had this gut feeling I wanted more. And when I meant more, I didn't mean um, even more income. I was really just looking for more fulfillment and more excitement and feeling like I was making an impact. 
And so I started a, a business partnering with a company called Beachbody on the side of my full-time job. And then um, when my fiance, Sina, got into dental school, we decided to move from Seattle to New York City for him to start a four-year program. I switched companies and I started working at Google in downtown New York City, building my business on the side. And the business took off like because I was working on it. I was obsessed with it. Uh, I was working on it before and after work. And eventually, about a year and a few months after starting it, it surpassed my full-time corporate income. So I made the decision to leave the corporate world in April of 2015. Uh, since then, we moved from New York to San Diego, which is where we live now with our dog, Lizzie. And um, I started a podcast a year, half an, or a year and a half ago that's now one of the top 100 business and lifestyle podcasts for personal development and started a new company in January. So I'm doing a lot and I'm loving it and I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. And I'm so, so grateful for all the ups and downs, you know? Yeah. And how did you meet your fiance? Uh, I met my fiance in, um, let's see, it was my freshman year of college and I was dancing on a table with a fifth of Burnett's vodka in my hand, uh, full transparency. And then we started dating back then. We've been together for 11 and a half years. I'm now 30. I met him when I was 18 and, um, yeah, so it's been a wild ride. We've been first-time roommates when we moved to New York, um, moving cross-country twice. I've started now two businesses. He's gone through undergrad and grad school, you know, with NYU's program for dental school. We've just been through all sorts of craziness, um, but he's the best. He's the coolest. And how did he propose to you? We got engaged on the 4th of July and it was so awesome. He had some of our friends from Seattle, um, where we're both originally from fly down to surprise me, but, um, we went to a beach here. I, I actually had no idea it was coming. I mean, I've, we've known we wanted to get married for years and years. Um, but I didn't think it was coming right then. And, um, we went to the beach and he had this like book that he had made from when we first started dating, which remember we were literally like 18 year old babies to, um, to now and made this whole book all the way through. And then our friends like popped out and then we had a whole day. What he rented a boat for all of us to go out on. And we went out and watched fireworks on the 4th of July on the lake. It was just the coolest. Did you guys both get into personal development at the same time? Did you get into it first? Yeah. So when I started my first business, um, I learned really quickly that when you're building a business, your mindset is the biggest thing. That's like the most important thing that's going to hold you back from either getting where you want to go or staying stuck. Um, so I got really into podcasts and books on audible pretty quickly when I started my business and he wasn't on board with it at first, but I started to intentionally like loop him in on the things that I thought he would enjoy and the parts of, you know, what I was, what I was learning that I thought he would be interested in. And he kind of came along after seeing me start first. So we're both obsessed with podcasts. He's um, a lot more business and logical brains and I'm uh, more of a creative and, but we both have a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit and we've gotten to create some cool things together. And I've had him on my podcast a couple of times and the women in the community seem to vibe with his perspective too, because it's a little different than mine. And yeah, so we're both really into it now. And how'd you get that idea behind your podcast? 
Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been really into podcasts for so long and I didn't see, I'm a big believer that if you don't see something represented the way that you want it represented, then it's your job to be the representation. That's always been something that has like been a guiding force for me, whether it was with like how I approached my first business or now with the podcast or with the new company that I'm building. Um, I didn't see a lot of female podcasters that had this like come with me mentality of like we're girlfriends chatting, having coffee. I felt like a lot of the podcasts were like preaching at you as if they were the expert and you were learning from them. So I wanted to start a podcast that number one, um, did that. That was like, we're girlfriends chatting, having coffee. And then number two got to the point because I'm not a huge fan of podcasts that like, there's a lot of fluff and people chatting for a long time because time is so important And so I wanted it to be very tangible. So the premise of the podcast is to help you take purpose-driven action. And um, there's a lot of tangible tips. I love like interviewing people. I loved just thinking about the idea that someone could listen to. I mean, you know, now as a, as a podcaster, you know, someone can listen to your podcast when they're in the shower. Uh, They can listen to you when they're on the go. It's just a really powerful connection platform that I felt like I needed to do the way that I wanted to do it. And it has been the most rewarding thing. Um, I'm obsessed with podcasting. I'm obsessed with helping women launch podcasts. I just think it's such a cool space. And yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing it. And were you expecting it to get to where it is now? Like, were you, did you know it was going to blow up to that? I I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did. Um, But I think what I learned along the way is I, I'm really good at labeling the space between where I am now and where I want to go as something that serves me. And I think a lot of us um, look at where we want to go and we beat ourselves up from like how far we are from that place or we label that space like overwhelming or stressful or scary or daunting, or I'm never going to get there. And we tell ourselves all these BS stories. And for me, um, I was so intentional about celebrating the small wins along the way that I didn't really care how long it would take till I got to a million downloads or whatever it was. Um, because I, I was just obsessed with the process rather than the end goal. So did I think it would get as big as it did as quickly? Definitely not. Do I think that I'm just warming up? Hell yes. Um, so, so it's kind of like this dance, right? Um, but I love it. And I think that's a real secret sauce that's worked for me in all entrepreneur spaces, back building a seven-figure business with the first company that I partnered with. And now building a new company, building a podcast is like knowing where you're going because direction is so important. And as humans, we love progress and we need to have something that we're working towards, but also being very intentional about celebrating the small wins. So you can build confidence and feel proud in the process. And that's something that is a dance that takes a little while to get used to, but once you've kind of got that dance down for your life, I just feel like you're unstoppable. And how do you celebrate your small wins? Yeah. So every day, um, when I'm mapping out what. I want to get done for that day. I'm intentionally like, how can I win today? Like, I believe that confidence is built. Like, I like to think of confidence like a bucket. A lot of people think you arrive at confidence, but that's, I just don't even think that's a reality because it's something that you have to work at. So for me, celebrating the small wins means team myself up to actually build up my confidence by putting deposits in my bucket, by keeping a promise to myself, by doing the thing that I said that I was going to do after the feeling and it's gone, but making it really intentional for them to be smaller wins. So I can start to make progress and get momentum at my back. So for me, um, 
I look at my day. I'll write out the things that I need to do. I'll pick the most three important things. And that's like my cake. And every single thing that I'm getting done, I'm taking time to celebrate, whether that's something dorky like a dance party and just like giving myself a break or going for a walk or whatever it is, or it's something like very intentional. Like when I hit this miniature milestone, I'm taking, you know, my fiance and I are going to go celebrate. I'm going to do something with a girlfriend of mine. I'm going to reward myself in some way with these tiny little micro goals along the way, but I do it daily, which I think has been very beneficial to help me build confidence. And for all of the dreams that I have in my heart, I have to be a more confident version of myself in order to attain those dreams. So I tee myself up daily to make that progress. And what tips do you have for someone who's just starting to podcast? Yeah, I think first, um, it's really important that you know who you're talking to and why you're doing it and what success looks like for you. So for me, number one, who I was talking to, I got really intentional about the person that I would be most excited to have listening to my podcast. And I started to visualize her like, where is she listening to this? What kind of stage of life is she in? What is she thinking about? Um, I got super, super focused on her. I named her. Her name is Ashley. So shout out to any Ashleys that might be listening to this. And um, I knew where she lived. I knew why she would buy with a podcast like this. So I can really focus on her, um, especially when I'm doing solo episodes. I can visualize her and where she's at. Like I'm just talking to her, which has been super helpful um, because it makes it so much more fun and it, it helps build that connective tissue with your audience versus just, you know, talking to everyone. So number one, know who you're talking to. Number two, um, define what success is to you. So a lot of times people have, um, in our podcasting course, we talk about success criteria and we'll come in with this idea of like, I want to have a successful podcast. I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? Like, what is that actually going to feel like? What does that look like? Does it involve consistency? Cause consistency is going to help you get momentum and help you build credibility and build up an audience around your podcast. Like what is success for you? And actually knowing that, is it messages is it reviews is it itunes rankings there's no right or wrong thing it's just being really aware i didn't care about itunes rankings i didn't care about reviews i cared about social proof i cared about people that were like this hit home with me i cared about the messages that i was going to receive and that i was making progress so number one know who you're talking to number two success criteria and number three i guess i would actually just say figure out a way to stay consistent because consistency is the secret sauce for building up anything, whether you're entrepreneurial or you're in the podcast space of figuring out how can I fit this into my life and adopt the identity of a podcaster because as a podcaster or anyone who's creating content. So someone listening to this, that's an entrepreneur uh, that's putting themselves out there on social media. That's a blogger, anything like that. Um, you have to have this curiosity lens about life where you're constantly looking at things of like, how could this add value to my audience? Like, I, I wonder why that person thinks the way that they think. Like, can I dig into that? Like having this curiosity lens has been super, super helpful by like adopting the identity of like, I'm a podcaster. I want to stay consistent. What's that going to require for me to produce an episode for me? I do two episodes a week. So like that's a lot of content to put out there. What am I going to have to do in order to set myself up for success? Well, I'm going to have to start to think like a podcaster thinks. And that's been super helpful too. And do you have any tips for getting more reviews? Do you do giveaways? Do you ask for reviews? How do you get more reviews? 
I think it's really important um, if you're starting a podcast that you pick one call to action. So for example, if you have an extra in your podcast, picking one particular area um, that you would be most excited for the listener to do. So for me, I always go with social proof as in like Instagram stories. If you vibe with this podcast, take me on Instagram. Um, if you ask people to take you on Instagram and leave a review and share it on Facebook and tell their friends, they're not going to do all those things. So if you just tell them to do one thing, then they can focus in on doing that one thing. So for me, it was share this on Instagram stories and tag me so I could say thank you. So I could start to build up that audience and understand what are they vibing with and what are they not vibing with. That being said, reviews um, are a byproduct of consistency and there are times that I've asked people to leave a review, but right now it's not really a focus of mine because I don't care as much about reviews as I do about the fact that if someone shares my podcast and their friends see it, their friends are more likely to listen to it because their friend recommended it versus I think a lot of times we put weight on credentials like podcast reviews or rankings when in reality, I don't think that's the main thing that attracts people to a podcast. And what are some of your favorite episodes that you've done? Oh gosh. Um, I love, I mean, I love interviewing people and, um, I have actually I have an interview depending on when this airs. I have an interview with Jamie Kern Lima, who's the founder of it cosmetics. She built, she sold her business for $1.2 billion and she was the first female CEO of L'Oreal. And that interview actually releases tomorrow, which would be, let's see, uh, April 30th. And, um, that one I really love just because she's someone that I admire a lot. Um, that was really cool that I got the opportunity to interview her. Um, I've had Dave Hollis on my podcast too. I love, uh, there's, I mean, there's so many interviews that I've done that I love because I love getting to connect with people and hear their stories and find little tangible things that I think the audience will vibe with. And then I've done a lot of episodes about just like short little pep talk topics. Um, I don't, I don't even know if I have a favorite, a lot of the interviews I've loved. And then I like just knowing that I can hit home with someone with like a shorter episode has been really impactful for me wanting to continue to build my podcast, knowing that it's making an impact, you know? And tell me a little bit about the other companies that you started. Yeah. So I still have my, um, network marketing business partnering with Beachbody. Um, and I have a team of about 4,000 coaches, although I'm not actively building it anymore. I'm just mentoring that existing team. Um, and as of January, I launched a new company. It's called She Goes, and it's designed to help women take purpose-driven action. And there's a bunch of different silos of it that we're building out. So the first one that I'm really excited about is our online personal development community. It's called The Collective, and it's designed for women that want to deep dive on personal growth content, but to be connected in community together. It's a membership where um, women from all across the globe are part of it. And I take a monthly theme. For example, like January was creating habits that serve you. That was the first month that we did. This month, April, was about generating joy and happiness. I go do a bunch of research on that topic, take all of the content and condense it into three shorter videos that they get access to in a video portal with deep dive worksheets. So it's designed for women that want to deep dive on personal development content. And then I bring in different experts like psychotherapists to talk about anxiety. We do small business chats. We do podcast chats, all sorts of cool stuff like that um, for women that are interested in personal growth. And I want to build the most massive, engaged personal development community for women that are entrepreneurs and not entrepreneurs um, across the globe. So right now we have about 750 members and we'll have probably 5,000 by the end of the year. So 
that's what I'm most excited about. From there, I'm just creating whatever tools those women want. So eventually we'll be doing events. Um, we created a podcast course because a lot of women wanted to figure out how to grow and scale their podcast and do it in a small group um, of other women that are also on that podcasting journey. And I built out, let's see, we have a planner and we're also, we're coming up with lots of creative ways to support the women in that community, but that's what the company is based off of. And it's just starting to branch out from there. So I'm super pumped about it though. And what type of marketing strategies do you use for your businesses? Yeah. Um, really getting intentional about creating content that your audience is actually going to connect with. Um, I've never paid for a dollar of advertising, but I earned well over seven figures in network marketing. Um, and I think it's just because I got so intentional about the person that I wanted to talk to and, um, was really honest about the journey. And I think a lot of times people like to have this carefully curated content and pretend like it's rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Uh, but the biggest marketing tactic that I've had is figure out who you want to talk to and then be really honest about your journey and show up as you because people connect with humans. And um, so that's been really helpful for me from a marketing perspective is consistency of that in itself. And I think sometimes we burn out if we don't know why we're doing something. And um, so it was really important for me to figure out like, why does this actually matter for me to show up so I can create consistent content? Because that is, it takes a lot of work um, to show up and be consistently, to have high energy, to pour into your communities, to build a podcast like this as you're learning, you know? Um, So that the biggest marketing thing is know who you're talking to, be yourself, stay really freaking consistent for the long haul. What tips do you have for building a strong community? I think knowing that it's not about you, whether that's through a podcast or through a business, or if you're trying to build the social media community, it's just understanding that it really isn't actually about you. And I think a lot of times we post things to impress, not to impact. We don't think about who we're trying to serve with our podcast. We just want to have a podcast. We don't, we think about what we idealize of our company. We don't think about creating products that the people that we want to serve actually want to buy. Um, so the biggest thing for me is like actually making, remembering that it's not really about you. It's about the person that you want to serve. So how can you support them? Um, that's going to help you show up. What's something lighting you up right now? I think just the fact that I'm able to, even right now during a global pandemic where like it's heavy and the world feels heavy and I'm an empath, which maybe you are too or any of the listeners are, um, that I'm able to tap into what positives there are and come from a joy place and spread joy and positivity to people. That's super important to me um, that. I'm being a light if I can. And the fact that I'm able to figure out a way to do that, even in this time is really excited because I feel like that can be extremely impactful for people right now that I have extra joy that I can share and can keep my energy really high. And that's, yeah, that's huge. And how have you been keeping your energy really high? What do you do to work on your energy? Yeah. So for me, um, morning and evening routines both matter a ton. So, um, I start my day really intentional. Um, for example, when I brush my teeth, I'm asking myself, like, what am I excited about today? And, um, 
and then your brain is essentially going to scan for whatever questions you ask, right? It's going to look for evidence to support that to be true. So for me, when I ask myself what I'm excited about, I'm literally looking at the day ahead. I'm like, how can I get pumped? Then I'm moving early. Like I always work out in the morning, um, not necessarily because I feel like it, but because I want the energy that comes from fitness, um, from moving your body. And that's been huge for me to keep my energy really high. And then throughout the days I time block. So I'm working on something for a certain time. I'll have a hard stop and then I take a break and then I'll work on something else. And I really am intentional about using my best energy during the blocks of time that I, um, I'm most creative and my energy is the highest and then using when I feel naturally a little bit lower energy for things that don't require as much output. So looking at my day as a whole, um, I also have a mini trampoline in my office and in my living room. So, um, yeah, that helps too. And are you into going to personal development events? Have you been to a lot of events? Yep. I Mm -hmm. love events. I love, um, I'm an extrovert. I love people. I love connecting with people. And I think immersing yourself amongst other women that like get it is huge. And I'm excited to have all this Corona stuff done and to be able to be in large events again, for Mm -hmm. sure. And what are some of your favorite events that you've been to? I love, um, I'm a huge Brendan Burchard fan. And I loved High Performance Habits. I think that was really cool. Um, I've been to the Rise Conference with Rachel Hollis. Um, I've been to Tony Robbins. (laughs) I went to Tony Robbins early on in my personal development. And that was like, whoa, a lot. Um, But I've I've been to, oh gosh. I would say like Rise Conference um, was really cool. Was a really impactful event. I've been to so many random ones though. But um, highly recommend getting to events. And what vision do you have for your event? I think I want to do um, small pop-up events uh, with our, like, I want it to be more like a, I could see having smaller events where there's like a live podcast component and just really connecting with women. I'm not someone who wants to have a massive event that's like very like flashy for the sake of it being flashy, but more so I want to really help women connect when they're there. And, um, so I see myself doing some pop-up smaller events and eventually then doing a bigger one, but just doing them all across the globe because our community is global and, um, getting to travel and just getting to hug people in person and having dance parties and having really cool speakers and like doing some type of cool, like live podcast, having spicy margaritas. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see how it all pans out. (laughs) And what were your twenties like? Well, I just turned 30 in September and my twenties were 20 to 30 was, I mean, obviously the most pivotal chapter, like in your life, I feel like, uh, it involved a lot of trying to figure out who I wanted to be and actually taking the action steps to become her. I 30 so far, I've only been 30 for six months here, but so far it's even better than your twenties, but the twenties are like the discovery years. I mean, you're always discovering yourself. You're always learning. You're always growing as humans. We love progress. I think if we don't continue to make progress, we're going to feel really just complacent and that's not a fun feeling. Um, but my twenties were a lot of exploring, a lot of traveling, a lot of doubting myself, a lot of getting back up, a lot of learning resilience, a lot of building the foundation of my marriage. Um, a lot of just figuring out the type of people that I need to have around me to help elevate me to get where I want to go and um, learning how to just have a lot more confidence and conviction in myself. And they were wild. 
they also involved the beginning of them, especially involved a lot of tequila. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And if you could go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? I would say be you like full out sooner. Just understand. I think there was a part of me, especially when I was in the corporate world, working with a lot of men that were older than me, feeling like I had to kind of like, you know, as Brene Brown would say, like hustle for my worthiness. I, um, I watered my personality down. I'm super weird and super high energy. I am like the most high energy optimistic person I've ever met. Like I'm just like a lot. Um, and so because of that, I felt like it, in order for me to be successful within certain parameters that I needed to like water myself down. And I did that a lot at the beginning of my twenties, especially in my career. But what I've learned is the more me that I am, the more people can connect with that because they can feel that and people are craving connection and it just feels so freaking good to actually just be yourself. Um, and know that that's enough. So I would tell her, get out of your own damn way and just like start being more you earlier. And are there any questions you wish I would have asked you? No, I think I, that was like rapid fire. Yeah, no, I'm, I feel good about it. I love it. And I guess I would just want to leave for anyone that's listening to this. I would want them to just understand that it doesn't always feel good to grow. And nobody knows what they're doing. Even the people that you're looking at on social media that you might be comparing your behind the scenes to whatever they're posting, nobody knows. Even the people that have been doing this for 10 years, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to grow. We all had to start and fail and get back up. And, and I think the ultimate goal for me right now is not ever like not failing, but just trying to build up more resilience so that when I fall down and I get back up, it just feels more normal getting back up than it does staying down. That is the secret sauce. Um, and to just do that thing on your heart, because I think a lot of times we think why who am I to do this or why am I like like why am I even like thinking about doing this like I have no idea what I'm doing people are gonna think I'm stupid whatever a lot of us especially as women and in your 20s you worry a lot about that and it's so normal but I think if you're gifted a vision or a goal on your heart that you want to do it's because it's for you which means you're also gifted the grit, the resilience, the heart, the ability to get out of your own way and actually do it. So I'd encourage you to just rip the bandaid and go and know that it won't always feel good, but it, it will be so freaking worth it. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, where can yeah, people connect with you? Yeah. My favorite um, social media platform is Instagram. It's Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. My podcast is called Empower Her Podcast. It's a Monday, Thursday episodes and um, personal development podcast. And then everything else is at KeishaFitzgerald.com. Awesome. What did I think of your last? Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.